All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So for today's topic, I want to talk about the moment before COVID, right? This is 2019, uh, 2018, 2017. And, you know, I I know there's, you know, vaccines and boosters and, you know, herd immunity and, and all that that everybody's talking about. But before the mandates, before the lockdowns, uh, before we were forced to look at our hygiene, thank you. Um, we had mental health, right, that we were focusing on. We had our own physical health that we were focusing on, right? And we had our emotional intelligence that we should have been learning how to, you know, navigate through a little bit better. Like, hey, I went through these things and it's okay to work on them instead of dragging it across every relationship I have, right? That's not good emotional intelligence. Like you're hurt and hurt people hurt people. So it got me thinking, you know, as I'm trying to get better in my health, I'm trying to eat better, I'm trying to live better and read better and, you know, all these amazing things. It got me to thinking, where's my mental health? Where's my physical health? Like, where am I at? Like, if I could do 300 push-ups in a day, you know, before COVID, where am I at now? Right? So... It really got me to thinking about that moment before and the health that we, we should hold on to and continue to establish as we go forward, right? Bottom line, um, this, is, this is really simple. This is really easy. Um, I had a, it was actually a gentleman talking to my wife. And he had explained kind of in a nutshell how, you know, he and his wife, they had a a rough go at their marriage. And um, he kind of reminded my wife and and myself, you know, make sure you take time to just talk to each other. Make sure you take time to get to know each other. Because once you have those kids, once those kids pop out, it's going to make everything more intense. And anything that's wrong with you, Anything that's wrong with her, anything that's wrong with your relationship, your emotional intelligence, your physical body, your mental health will be lit up. It will be super exposed at that time. So I think about that in relation to like COVID. I'm like, man, I really watched a lot of people go through it, you know, especially like on, on social media. If you look at people's Twitter, their Facebook, their Instagram, you can kind of see like a trend where it's like some people got so beat down that they finally just like retired their voices because they realized like nothing was happening or they got louder, right? (laughs) Like, which is like kind of funnier to me, like somebody actually getting louder, like a superpower. But the mental health is something that, I mean, I guess the best way to say this, our mental health is something that should be as cared for, 
that should be as as prevalent and should be as uh, uh, important as our physical health. Now, a lot of things like kind of the the phrase most, you know, people that do know this phrase, black don't crack. Well, yeah, black don't crack on the outside. But we got sickle cell, hypertension, diabetes, prostate, colon cancer, all this on the inside. While we're smiling and looking good, cocoa butter, all that's going on on the inside. So it's like, don't hit the cruise control yet. Until you've taken the time to do what I've had to do finally, which is go in and see a doctor and just start talking to him. Like, hey, this is what's in my family. This is what happens to us. The men in my family have XYZ. The women in her family have XYZ. Like, once you start having those conversations and talking a little bit more, um, it, it, it's not so hard. Like, women do this regularly but i think as a man covid and and my family history it prompted me to look at just health in general right how is your health in general so like i talked about emotional intelligence a little bit and there is a beautiful breakdown um i found on linkedin um that was actually a presentation at work um, from Brene Brown about empathy versus uh, sympathy. <laughs> and the, the picture that she gave, the, it was like a cartoon of empathy versus sympathy, right? And hopefully I don't mess this up. Hopefully I don't have this <laughs> backwards in my mind. But sympathy is saying, oh man, you're down in that hole. That's sad, man. It looks like you broke your leg. Oh, man, that's sad. You're, you're down in that hole. Oh, man, you broke your leg and you fell down the ladder and you fell in that hole. <clears throat> Here's a Hallmark card and some candy because, man, I'm so sympathetic to what's going on with you, right? Whereas empathy, when I empathize, empathize with you, ugh, can't say it. If I empathize with you, I get down that ladder. I get down there with you. And I tell you, you know what? I remember when I was climbing, you know, in and out of a cave like this before. And like a wolf came up and tried to bite me and I fell all the way down in it. Or I remember I was, you know, in a hurry had the wrong shoes on, was climbing up a ladder, slid all the way down, busted my ankle. I really empathize with what you're going through. Now that emotional intelligence <clears throat> of being able to look at somebody where they're at with what they've got going on, right? And to understand at this moment, <laughs> you can either cash in on that moment and Take away from it what you need to feel good about yourself or help, right? So you can either be about you or you can actually do something beneficial. And it's really weird that, you know, you can you can boil emotional intelligence down that simply. Like it, it is either, you know, more of the same 
or you're finally looking at it as a chance to grow. Finally looking at it as, as a chance to not be humbled, but look at, oh man, I'm A plus in this category. I'm A plus in discernment. I'm A plus in the knowledge of a topic. I'm A plus in, in the confidence of a subject. But in this category, like say that I'm not comfortable with, I'm, I'm 100% an F, right? And that's the thing that people will drag other emotions over so that you, you can't see it, right? And I think as an, as an adult, we do it so often so people can't see it. Like, I'm really hurt by this thing, right? I'm really hurt or beat down by this thing. But what I do is I get a bunch of muscle, I get big, I get strong, or I buy a new car, I buy a fancy new house, I throw a whole bunch of money into charities, and I put up an image of this guy that's, you know, superior or greater than. When really, if somebody could just talk to me about this one issue or help me in this this one thing, it's, wow, it's a wrap. I can get over it, boom, in a moment. No more alcohol, no more drugs, no more going to people that will stroke my ego for that thing that is not healthy and does not build the relationships that are good for me. I am healed of that thing. Once I have like the right person to speak to that, but you have to be open, right? You have to be open. You have to be honest and talk to people about it. Same thing with your physical health. And I think this was the thing, you know, being 40, <laughs> I can't lie about that. I mean, if you all do the <clears throat> do the research on me and, and learn about me, you'll learn that I run Masters Track and Field. I am in the 40 to 44 age group now. And, and the reason why I'm in the 40 to 40 age group is because, <clears throat> um, let me see. Oh, no, no, it's not any conspiracy. I literally turned 40 uh, months before I ran. So that that's, yeah. I turned 40 the month that I ran, or the year that I ran in. <clears throat> but turning 40 meant I'm a lot closer to the things that kill off the men in my family. So let's go get that checked off, right? This is an easy problem to catch early, it's easy to catch early. Early bird gets the worm versus wasting time because I don't want to know. I don't want to go in there and find out I got a whole bunch of stuff. We'll go early. <laughs> right? Like, I I think it'd actually be funny if, like, somebody's like, hey, Wayne, we want to go fishing. And they're like, you know, we're going to leave. Um, we're going to leave at noon and we should be there by 9 p.m. And, you know, we should catch some good stuff. Like, that'd be so awkward. And anybody that knows hunting and fishing, like, it's sad when they don't come home, right? When they come home empty-handed. Like, if you know people that hunt or people that fish, when they come back empty-handed just with some little, you know, keychains, <laughs> it's sad. Like, you look at the look on their face, they're like, man, like, you know, because it's my prayer that they'll eat that only that week. You know, not waste it and then go to like 
Jimmy John's or like whatever and go get a meal. Like, no, just eat that. But the early bird gets the worm. Catch it early. Do something early. We do this in sports. We do this in martial arts. We do this in MMA. We do this as first responders. You work quickly. You train. You, you train as that police officer, as that fireman, as that EMS, the you know, emergency. You train so that when you get up to the mic, <laughs> right, you know what to say and do. Okay? So... Where were you mentally, emotionally, physically before COVID? Were you working on something and doing good and you had so much momentum that you just like pushed right through and you're doing good going into COVID where, yeah, it was a setback. I can't see as many people as I want. I can't go out the way I want. There's like guidelines and all this stuff. And you're like, ah, I don't want to do all this stuff, but you do it, right? You're going to be good. Or did you, were you so far behind before COVID that COVID completely just shut you down, right? And that's what I think, like, um, um, yeah, we judge people and, and we laugh and we make jokes, but like those people that were out in the middle of the forest and have like a cabin and they eat and hunt and fish and all that, everybody that was making fun of them you know, for doing their crisis protocols and whatever, like, there's nothing wrong with being a hermit. There's nothing wrong with drawing back from, um, whatchamacallit, from the city and just having some time to yourself. If anything, a retreat is actually good. You should go on a retreat every now and then and get a little R&R, get a little time just to yourself, right? There's, there's nothing wrong with that. You should get in touch with you a, a little bit better, a little bit more. So that's just my thing. Like, where were you at, you know, beforehand? Did all of these things shut you down? Did did COVID and all of these changes and rules and regulations and all this shut you down? Or were you one of those people that could work independently where you're just like, oh, this is just another day at home. Like, I'm going to chill and be good, right? <laughs> <clears throat> and I I think the thing that really prompted me to, to make this message was knowing that there is or there is an unknown family history of cancer, of heart issues, of sickle cell, of hypertension, of pancreatic cancer, of whatever it is in your family. And, and I know for me as men, we don't go to the doctor. We just don't know. And that's what's scary is like, you would think that with COVID, with all the viruses and stuff, it'd make you want to say, you know what? Once this is over, I'm back to being me. I'm back to living. What's my health going to be like after all this COVID and stuff is, is done? What was I doing before COVID, right? If you didn't care about it before, surprise, ding dong, let's do it now. Let's care about it now. Go and find that personal trainer. Go and find that dietitian. Go and work with those people, right? Like a lot of them are people you know, and they're they're trustworthy, right? They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. Like I have a friend on Facebook. All she does is crank out great results for women, and and I I pray that I can have her on my show, 
and do an interview because um, she has wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly sold me on the idea of the look of a woman being the most important thing, not the scale. Because she's telling us exactly what's on the scale. And you look on the uh, uh, video or look on the, and these women look damn good, right? We would be lucky to look like them. And the thing is, like, women should look the way they want to look, right? Think about it as men. Let's flip it over to the other side. What do you want to look like as a man? Are you happy looking like that? When you when you get to that point, whatever that point is as a man, are you happy? Women deserve that same thing, right? You don't want a woman coming up and telling you, you got to look like Tom Brady to make her happy, to make her, you know, uh, 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 blessed in life. You don't want a woman coming to tell you. You don't want a woman coming and telling you, you got to look like The Rock. It's impossible. Why? We should learn how to cherish people right where they're at. But that emotional intelligence, you not liking yourself for X, Y, Z reasons, because you're beat down in certain categories that haven't healed yet, that emotional intelligence plays a major part. Well, not just what you see when you look in the mirror, but what you you know think as you're walking around every day interacting with people, poisoning relationships, missing out on good relationships, or taking advantage of them and helping yourself, right? You are what you eat, you know? So <laughs> I know we're all hoping, you know, we all want to look like a fitness pro. We all want to walk around like a fitness pro, have a fitness pro body. Um, Just ask them, right? That's my hope is to, is to bring the people that I know on the show. And, you know, maybe even one day, maybe one day, maybe one year, what I'll do is I won't run and I'll let them have, you know, have, have, have my agenda. You know, I'll let them set my agenda one year. So I, I might go off the books, <laughs> you know, and, and do a little something different one year. So you, you are what you eat mentally, emotionally, and physically. Right. And that's what I love about, um, you know, these people that you can follow and get in good with. They're at the gyms. They've been there for years. They're your neighbors. There is no magic pill. Right. There's no flip the switch thing that you can do that will just instantly do it. As a matter of fact, if you if you have momentum, then boom, that there might be that last thing that is helpful. Right. But you are what you eat. So I'm hoping that, you know, for the the post-COVID, which I hope is very soon, I'm hoping that your pre- and post-COVID um, um, stories are different. And I'm hoping that they're better, right? I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that your post-COVID story is so much better than your pre-COVID story if you weren't doing anything, if you didn't have anything going. Or maybe you were scared, <laughs> Right. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. I was I was just about to be done and make this short and easy. Let me say this last thing real quick. Right. What if you were scared? What if you were broke? What if you were lonely? 
I mean, they trashed your name. They lied on you. What if you were nothing but bitter and sour and bruised before COVID? And then, kink, 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 you know, turn the ignition. Now that we're getting through COVID and on the other side, you have money, you, you've got a plan, you're having fun in life, you're doing good in life. What if that's your story? Now, I don't desire for anybody's death. I don't desire for anyone to get hurt. I don't desire for any hardships at all. Like, that's just not, that's not me or, or how I do things. Like, no. But I try to make sure I look at everything as a, a, a means to an end, right? How can I look at COVID as a learning exercise, right? What is it that I can learn about COVID that I didn't see before? There are so many notes. There are so many notes, so many things that I learned about people, so many things that I learned about myself. And it's like, we've been in this thing this whole time. And it's just like, I just keep finding gems and things to learn and gems and things to learn and gems and things to learn. To the point where I'm like, if we keep this up, I might come out of this thing a whole new person. I like the new things that I've got, but I might come out of this thing a whole new person and might be kind of unstoppable. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, I, I, I'm not uh, the juggernaut or anything like that. I'm just a guy that wants to see the best come out of everybody. So, no, I'm, I'm not going to tell you <laughs> what you're supposed to do medically. Um, I'm fully vaccinated. Um, I'm doing the best I can. Funny thing about me is I'm absolute trash. Good God, trash for half of the year. Then the other half of the year, from like March to, to October, I'm invincible, right? So that's where like stuff like this is hard because I am... Um, I really didn't want to do anything. I'm like, I don't want any shots. I don't want any cold shots, flu shots, vaccines, this, that, and the other. Um, but in the end, I ultimately uh, wanted to protect not just myself, but everybody that I was around because I chose to be around more kids, right? And being around kids and coaching, um, it's just a different environment, right? So, hey. If you have not gotten COVID yet and you're one of the invincible ones, my hat is off to you. I know people that have not been vaccinated at all that will not touch a needle. I know people that um, they haven't been vaccinated, haven't been fully vaccinated, not going to touch anything. They haven't gotten COVID yet. And I applaud them because that is like, that's the dream, right? But when they started telling people, you can't work here unless you have the vaccine. I'm like, oh, what are we going to do now? <laughs> like, that's scary. Like, you're taking somebody's livelihood and their money and all this stuff away if, if they don't have the vaccine. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, that's that's their livelihood. Like, this is how we pay for things in the economy. Like, what if a bunch of people don't have it? So, you know, we're going to do the best we can with what we can. I know that the number one goal, I think, for everybody should be to stay out of the hospital. I think that's it. 
plain and simple. I don't have any amazing wisdom or science or, you know, breakdowns or charts to tell you. I'm just going to tell you, take care of yourself. Take care of your mind. Take care of your emotions. Take care of your body. Stay out of the hospital. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace and love. I love you all. Hope you love me back. I'll see you soon.